Hello, and welcome back to another FACT podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. And in this episode, we're going to cover priorities and what the pandemic and all this chaos has done. We're going to go through and uh, I'm just going to give you some observations I've received from my patients. Um, I'm still uh, open taking care of those acute emergencies and our, uh, our first responders out there, our doctors, our policemen, and everyone out there. So I get to get to interact with the world a little bit. But I want to give you some, uh, some feedback that I'm getting from people around the nation, actually around the world. I've heard from uh, some friends in Australia, too, and on what this all means and uh, some things you can do. We had a great response for our last podcast with Dr. Tom Pastor, where we just went over how you can take control during the self-quarantine while you're at home. And I'm going to go through some things you can, can go through on the, some aspects of your life you may, um, may be having some questions for, about. What's really amazing is um, how things are changing in the home itself. If people are in self-quarantine or shutter at home or stay at home, we have stay at home Minnesota here. It's interesting, you're having more time with your partner, your spouse, your kids than you probably ever have. And unfortunately, some negatives, uh, the domestic violence has skyrocketed. Uh, at least that's what my uh, police um, people say that, you know, the law enforcement officers that I am in close contact with have told me just in St. Paul how it's jumped. And that's, wow, that's, that's amazing. And uh, how anxiety has increased in kids. I have, uh, you know, five kids at home and just the amount of anxiety has shot through the roof too. They can't go out to the normal social context. The routine has been busted up. And a lot of it is they don't have a lot of self-time. They don't have time to recharge. A lot of times your extroverts will use getting out and talking to people to recharge. Your introverts will use time alone. And neither is happening. If you're an introvert and you can't find a space in the house to hide because everyone's home, including the dog and pets, um, there's no place to recharge. And if you're an extrovert and you recharge by getting out to the gym, getting out to your social clubs, to church, to the synagogue, to the mosque, um, just shopping and walking around with friends, shopping dates, uh, you know, bowling, whatever recreational activities. If you're more of an extrovert and that's how you recharge is connecting with other people, you're not getting that either. So it's amazing during this uh, pandemic, we are creating a lot of maybe mental health issues um, because of, you know, people are not getting their space to recharge and decom- decompress. So here's, here's my first tip. Create that space. you got to make time for yourself. Uh, most people um, have stay-at-home orders, even in the tougher states. You can still get in your car, go for a drive, and park. Now, you may not want to get out or whatever, but you need, if, if you're an introvert, you need some time alone. So go do that. For the social people, you know, you got to learn to use Zoom or Skype. Where, and I would recommend that you're calling people 
or Skyping or Zooming two or three times a day with someone, even if you think you're bugging them, just do it. You will get that interaction and you'll be able, your brain won't know the difference really if you're seeing them face to face or if it's through the laptop. We have enough studies to show that as long as you're engaging that part of your brain, that part of your neurology, guess what? You're going to fire up that, that oxytocin, those happy hormones, that serotonin, just by getting close to the ritual, to the, ha the habit, to the structure of, uh, of meeting with people. So extroverts, get on Zoom. Get, you have to hear people's voices. You have to see their faces. Get on Skype, whatever you do, FaceTime, my kids do. There's so many avenues now. Learn how to use the media. Now is a good time. If you don't know how to do it, have your 12-year-old show you how to do this stuff. Introvert, you got to find time alone. And that may mean that you have rules in the house, okay? If you like it quiet, you know what? From this time to this time, everyone's going to be quiet. Um, Papa, dad needs downtime. Mama needs downtime. Um, you know, your partner needs uh, downtime. Um, the kid needs downtime and we're going to be quiet for this hour and that's that's for this kid to walk around the house and just have quiet and there's no interaction that has to be okay the kid walks by you don't smile nothing you just have to give them their introvert time and then when that time's over of course you can restart um, your more extroverted activities something to think about take back and make time for yourself and if you have people there Communicate. Communication is key. Communicate that you're struggling and I need to get this time back. Communicate, hey, I don't know how to use Zoom. Get on and meet your friends. The next thing is to prioritize your choices. You have to exercise. If you're so used to going to the gym and having weights in the machines or your spin classes or your group fitness classes, you're going to have to do something. Even if it's push-ups and walking up and down your stairs 50 times, you need to do some type of activity. And then be careful the COVID-10. I have some patients, I have some friends who've already hit it. You're at home more, you're cooking more, and there's a lot of emotional eating going on right now. Now, I guess that's better than using street drugs, but there's a lot of emotional eating going on. So people are working out less, they're moving less, even if they're not workout junkies, they're moving less, they're not gardening, they're not getting out and doing those things they should. And they're eating more, eating more food at home, more junk food, and watching more Netflix. So what I would say is make some more choices. Make sure that you're not binge eating. Um, maybe you need to have a schedule. There's a lot of good apps now where you actually type in what you're eating. You'd be amazed. A lot of my patients have upped their calories 20, 30, 40% during this, and they haven't even noticed because they're sit sitting there binge watching. I don't have to get up to go to work. I can sleep into eight or nine. Well, they're staying up to midnight watch, binge watching some series on Netflix, and guess what? They just downed half a bag of potato chips or a whole bag or two bowls of ice cream where they would have had half a bowl. So be careful about your choices. The next thing is be realistic. I know I have patients who have anxiety because, you know, they're cleaning and they're painting and they're doing all this stuff at home and they're really irritating everyone at home. It's like, you know what? Our house is usually not this clean. Our house is usually, you know, you're doing all these projects. You know, we can see your anxiety. Be realistic 
of what you should be doing and could be doing. If your kids or everyone see you doing all these weird activities, they're going to see a break in the normal routine, and that's going to cause them anxiety, just seeing you do 100 different things you normally don't do. Try to be realistic and try to keep the same routine. And don't be a perfectionist. If your house is always immaculate and now you have five kids at home full-time trying to do school, or I have friends who's like college kids, our college kid came home, and usually he's home for a couple months and then gone. Well, we don't know how long he's going to be home. So, you know, he takes up college space, you know, and college kids do what college kids do. Well, you know, if you have stacks of totes and books and clothes and stuff that's going to be heading back to the dorm later this fall, hopefully, you know, just be okay with it. Just take a deep breath in. It's okay. And then set boundaries. You know, our anxiety is really high up now. Set boundaries of, you know, how much worry you can do, uncertainty. Worry is not going to help you. It actually lowers your immune system, so you're at more risk for this pandemic. You were, if you have anxiety, you, you lower the immune system of everyone under your house. I hate to say it, but you're going to have to be happy and interactive if you want to raise serotonin and oxytocin, which helps white blood cell function. You're just going to have to do it. Well, Dr. Fred, that's faking it. Then fake it. Fake it as best as you can. Because guess what? That is what's going to protect your kids and your family and your spouses and your loved ones. So maybe, you know, set those boundaries of what you can do. Don't put yourself uh, out there 100%. You know, I have more time at home. You know what? Take this time to unwind. Prioritize your time. One thing I've heard from... All my patients and all my friends and all my colleagues is that they're starting to reconnect or at least think about things they really enjoy in life. Because you can't do the 10 extra things you did, you can't be at the church committee, the synagogue committee, the welcoming committee, the neighborhood this committee, you know, you're not running around taking your kids to soccer matches, you're sitting at home. People are having time to think. And I think maybe that's what our society needed all along, is some time to think. I know I've reconnected with what's important to me in life. So when this is over, there may be some changes in my life. I know what's really important to me. Some people are finding out that their families are more important than their careers. That the career they're in, they've been in 10, 20, 30, 40 years, is not the way they want to go because the career changed or they changed. Um, they want to connect more with their spouse or, or start something new. And, uh, yeah, you have to be careful. You can't run off to the circus and run away from life. But guess what? A lot of people want, you know, want to start pursuing those hobbies because they realize, one, life is very short. We're not guaranteed anything here. As we saw with the stock market, a lot of people put a lot of their savings in the stock market. I have had patients, friends, and colleagues who've lost a third half of all their retirement in a week or two. I've had people lose businesses. I have a couple friends who will not reopen their new business. And they're in their 30s and 40s. What are they going to do? I have friends in their 50s and 60s. What are they going to do? Their business is suffering. It may take a year or two to recover. And they're like, do I really want to work this hard in case five years from now this happens again? So they're rethinking everything. 
So maybe this is a good time to really sit back and think, what's important to you? Or is a sunrise more important to you? Is sitting by the lake or the river or the ocean more important to you? Is your hobby more important to you? You know, did, were you a, a big tennis tennis star in high school and you gave it up for a career? Do you want to go back? No, you're not going to get to Wimbledon, but maybe you love that sport so much, that's what you should do. Go after those things that give you the serotonin bump. No matter what anyone says, this is your life. One thing we're realizing now, and it's not about being selfish. we got to be smart. you got to take care of your responsibilities. But maybe self-fulfillment should be our goal. Maybe, you know, you really like serving others and you're like, you know what? My career doesn't allow me to, you know, work at the food shelf, to work at the church, synagogue, mosque. It doesn't allow me to do that. Maybe you want to be a teacher more than you want to be involved in your profession, be a consultant. Maybe you don't want to be consultant anymore. Maybe you don't want to be the CEO or the CFO of your company. You want to go back to being a grunt on the desk because you love that. You love the free time. You didn't like the phone calls on the weekends. I have some friends who are surgeons who are now going to change. They don't want to be surgeons. They love what they do. They're going to move to a small town and just be a family doc. I mean, that's big changes. I've had friends who've, uh, you know, sold the farm and, you know, moved the Mediterranean. I've had friends who've gone from the Mediterranean and that lifestyle, actually, I think it was Mexico, and moved back and they want to go back to, all right, now I want to establish a business. So reconnect with those things you enjoy. And you know what? No matter how silly and crazy it is, we've seen how things can go poof in a flash or in a governor's order, how fast things can be ripped away from you. Maybe it's time to start doing those things. I know I'm going to be changing some things. I know how important my family is to me and chasing joy. And so maybe we should be chasing joy instead of people's approval or the almighty buck. Now, all those things are important. But in a pandemic, what is your priority? And this has been another Fact Podcast. 